Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Ian Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Now we have to start that again. <laughs> <laughs> Because for the podcast listeners, that makes no sense. And we'll no, be but now they're going to have to go back and listen to the beginning of the YouTube show and to get my joke. It's fucking meta. The opening oh. of this week's podcast is brought to you by Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> I might just have to do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> you can't say a name. Uh, well, I think we're all getting That's giddy. A nice due, name. We're all getting giddy due to a lack of F1 action. Ah. Yeah. Yes, let's blame it on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's come off his meds. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. But at least we have the first test this week. We do. First mm. test for 2020 Formula One season starts on Wednesday. Yep. So um, for once we're actually doing a show in testing week that'll come out before testing if I get mm. my if I've got my arse in gear and released yes. it at the proper time. But most of the cars have already been launched. I say most, we're still waiting for Renault official launch. Renault have only had a virtual launch. We're, and the car was black. Yeah. yeah. And also all all and whatever the frig they're called. Alpha, Alpha Romeo Alpha Racing Orlan Ferrari. There, there has been something made of the fact that the test shot things of Team the new Kibitza. Renault that were put out all suspiciously didn't have a front end on them. <laughs> Did they not? No. I couldn't be asked. They've got Grosjean back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or Maldonado. No. But have they got something? Have they got something mm. in the front wing or something in the suspension? Sneaky. You don't bring that to the first test, though, do you? I don't know. It depends if you've got it ready or not. No. If you depends, will, depends if you will, you. If it's suspension, it would have to mm, be, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you're Williams, you don't bring anything to the first test. That's always an option. Only going yeah. on current form. Well, last year's form. <laughs> Might also be this year's form. We don't know. Um, they've, got, like, they've got a schedule out and everything. They know who's in the car on what day. So they, that's more than they had okay. this time yeah, last they, year. They have really actually stepped up to the mark something. and been like every other team we have seen the um alfa romeo wall and car mm. just with the snakeskin livery which we don't think is a finished livery because no, it's no. the same as what they did last year yeah which is, which is a shame because it looks far better because there's going to be too many red and white cars on the grid well yes there is that um no but it's, it's predominantly a white car isn't it you, you won't get the alpha mixed up for anything probably um, the Alpha Tori. It'll, it'll, have a, it'll have a big snake on the side, the, 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 but the Alpha Tori is going to be white and grey. Yeah, well, but at speed, sort of very colour. too, too mm. like it's predominantly white cars. Filmed in Arty Monochrome, just like a company that would charge I don't know one hundred and sixty dollars for a plain blue T-shirt. Yes, mm. yeah, which is exactly what they did, and they're sold out apparently. They're sold to out, Sean. sold out in blue and black and red. Yeah, so Danny Kvyat has many fans with too much money. Or Gasly. Correct no, 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 Danny Kvyat. Probably Kvyat, to be fair. But, <laughs> but probably an idea to have a look at... Before we talk about the cars, there are a few newsy bits. Do you, do you want to do news first before car launches? Yeah, yeah we, we may as well. Um, one thing that happens every season is the new announcement of reserve drivers. Yes. And a couple of names cropping up again this year. Uh, Stoffel is back on the uh, back in an F1 Saw garage. That. Yeah, he is Mercedes reserve driver. For all bar three races when it clashes with Formula E. Um, Total Wolf has the horn for that lad, doesn't he? <laughs> he believes in him. Yeah. Believe in Van Dorn. Mm-hmm. Which hey. is interesting because did he not put it in a wall yes. this weekend? Yes, he was very leading the Formula assistance. E championship until he decided that wall looks great. Mm. Yeah. Well done, Stoff. I think I ran out of talent again. 
No, because well, I... Well, under pressure from I Alexander think, Sims. This might come across as controversial to some. Oh. Not the clever, oh. clever people. The educated people will understand what I mean. Formula E is shit. It's rubbish. Um, it's far too crashy. There's, it's far too like tight to really overtake people. The uh, the fact that they use road tires so everything's dead slippery. I don't think there's enough in Formula E to actually like f- Formula One for all the the problems you have with. Politics? Like, no, but like between like cars not being the same sort of thing. I think there's enough in Formula E where you can really get a judge of who's got it and who hasn't really fast. Like Formula One is really good at filtering out the people uh, stroll that shouldn't be there. Whereas Formula E seems so fucking random. <laughs> That who knows who knows how good any of those people are. Spring's gone off again. Don't let the, don't let the laptop go to sleep like last well, time. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's like it's so random. I, I just I don't think you can use it to get a proper judge on how good the people in it are. But regardless of that, Stoffel van Dorn is Mercedes' third he driver is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for this year. He was leading the championship going into into this round and now after this round is not no um i think it's mitch evans now is, is leading possibly. this one possibly from alexander sims yeah yeah someone just replied sam bird is good looking that's it <laughs> also crashed <laughs> also ex mercedes reserve driver yep. there we go. yeah ex fucking um honda wasn't he floating around in that team back then as well? Honda, Braun, Mercedes. Yeah, kind of yeah, okay, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he was kicking around at that point. Quite I possibly. And I think that. he was the reserve driver for yeah. Virgin. Virgin, yes, oh, he Virgin was. Virgin rings a bell. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That that Maybe that's how he got in. Maybe maybe it was in that. Uh, I think I think he's he's had he's had Branson, the Branson Branson money. Brand. Yeah. So the yeah. day after I said on the last podcast that Jack Aitken could likely disappear... He turned up in Williams. <laughs> turns, up, <laughs> turns up in a Williams. Tuesday, Tuesday news. I could have done a jump cut, but I couldn't be asked. I know, I know. And then uh, also also signed with a new F2 team as well. Yeah, I got that a bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'm glad for him because it's like, I still don't think he'll make it to Formula One. But he's he's, he's too good just to fall away. Mm. I think there's, there's a decent racing career for him. Yeah, Somewhere, yeah. Probably... Sports cars, or something, maybe even but. he might even scrape a season somewhere if he gets the back in, you know, like down the back end of the field or mm, something. Bit, bit of luck, someone has a bad year and disappears, yeah. maybe. But yeah, I think he's he's definitely at the sort of he was at the sharper end of F two last mm. year, wasn't he? So I think he needs to 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 get himself into a form into a seat. He needs Latifi to be shit, <laughs> so uh, Russell to destroy him. Russell to go to Mercedes next year and Williams not to want to keep Latifi. Let's just let's just see what happens between him and Dan Tickton because they're going to be racing in the same series I'm in identical cars. Absolutely convinced that Dan Tickton is going to win the Formula 2 championship. Convinced. Not Mick Schumacher. Like but according to, according to you, Mick Schumacher was going to win it. No, I, no I, I didn't. All he's, I, all he's done is finished eighth. I said he will be in Formula One no matter what he does. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, of his would, surname. I would stick my money at the moment on Schwartzman. He could, uh, Mick Schumacher could do a headstand on his car on the grid and yeah. peel a banana with his toes and you still get into a Ferrari. Kevin Magnussen made it to Formula One because of his surname. 
<laughs> we love we love a bit of nostalgia and it helps anyway more reserved drivers <laughs> more reserved drivers of course we already knew about Dan Sixton at Williams as well but we I think did, he's yeah, just going to be the yeah. sim driver he's not going to be um, yeah. he's not going to be there on race uh-huh. weekends but it looks like Jack Aitken is going to get one FP1 during the season that'll be just good the to one. See, I think looks like it yes I bet uh, well I think your man's going to have all the uh, F1's booked up, isn't he? You know that hundred-year-old is he Indian? That Williams oh, right, 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 yeah, Israeli. Yeah. yeah. Don't think he has enough points to do a Friday session. I think he's been I guaranteed. Lo- I thought you were looking at the spoof account that said that Ranganathan had been signed. By <laughs> no, no, no. And as somebody, as somebody pointed out on a tweet after that, it's. It says a lot about the state of Ferrari, where people were prepared to believe that oh, it was that was Ferrari, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Ferrari, but not Williams. I'm, yeah. I'm convinced that he's been guaranteed F, like FP1s. But I, he can't if he doesn't uh, he have a super he, license. He, he hasn't I'm got the sure experience. He can have like a private test, but no, he can't. maybe that's it then. He can, yeah, he can fanny about in like a three-year-old mm. car on some track. He's also not 100 years old. He's 25. You're thinking of his dad who tried to qualify <laughs> for one race and didn't. He looks 100 years old. He looks so well old. too old to be getting into Formula One. Yeah, he does. He looks older than he is. Hard to tell there because he's got glasses well, on, so you can't see the the eye. Just like Bruno Mars, and that might be an old <laughs> picture. <laughs> uh, doesn't say. Ah. Uh, let's have a look at what he has done. Nothing. Yeah, he came twenty second in F two in twenty eighteen. That's his best, best finish. He will not be driving an F one yeah. car on a Friday. For those that don't know, there are twenty two cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is not ideal. Uh, he, mu- he must have beaten someone. That's He's up. beaten the odds. Oh, <laughs> um, he beat two drivers that season: Nico Kari mm. and Dan Tictum. But neither of those did a full yeah. season. Yeah, they, they just only did, a did one of race each, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, he also finished behind various drivers who didn't do a full season. Mm. Yeah, it's not good. Did he finish <laughs> behind Ranganathan? He wasn't. He wasn't racing last season. Twenty eighteen. He finished, be- he finished behind. Ah, he finished behind Santino Ferrucci. There That's you go. Not that that says sign. everything. Mm. Who was clinically useless? He's there to get to give Williams some much needed cash. I yes. think so. Yes. Because Williams are take are, are like it's a rebuilding of Williams, and they're not doing exactly <laughs> the same thing that they've done for fucking years. No. So have Ferrari announced a reserve driver yet? Not that I have seen. Look at Padoa. No. Look at Padoa. Look the at Padoa. The ones who have announced their reserve driver, though, are Renault, who are going with Guan Yu Zhou, who was shit hot in F2 last year. Yes. Yeah. That's a fair a fair appointment, I think mm-hmm. you could say, yeah. as, a, as a reserve driver, especially after they've decided Jack Aitken's not the man for mm-hmm. them. Um, anyone else with, with reserve drivers? Particular? Is it st- I'm assuming it's still Buemi for Red Bull. Because... <laughs> I think they Sergio Setti Camera and McLaren. Um, Ooh, I think McLaren had signed someone else, but I can't remember. Right, <laughs> I have I have got a list here. Marcus <laughs> Ericsson. Courtesy <laughs> of um, courtesy of uh, Keith Collins' site, Racefans. Mercedes reserve drivers are Stoffel van Dorn and yep. Esteban Gutierrez. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari, nothing yet. Mm-hmm. It will just it'll probably be Brendan Harley again. Yeah, it, let's yeah. be honest. He's it's got the experience. Still, yeah. Um, Red Bull haven't announced anyone. McLaren haven't announced anyone. Grand Usure for Renault. Alpha Tori is probably going to be Buemi along with his reserve Red Bull role. Have they announced David Schumacher yet? 
as not, part of the Red Bull Young Driver. Not yet. That, that's happening. At some David point. Schumacher being the Ralph, the Ralph of Young Schumacher. Yes. <laughs> Um, Alf- Alfred Romeo Orland Racing Robert Snakes Kubica. game Robert Kubica mm-hmm. uh, Haas currently don't have one a spare Ferrari boy and Williams have Jack Aitken Roy Nissany Dan Tixum and of course Jamie Chadwick anyone with any money basically it'll be, uh, it'll be um, Pietro Fittipaldi I would imagine at Haas would it um, he has been for the last couple of seasons mm. when he's been able to walk after his leg shattering at, yeah. uh, at Spa mm. yeah which is not ideal um, but yeah, so there's, there's a few teams haven't, haven't announced anyone. But I mean, of course, Mercedes—they had Ocon last year, and the Toto loved him that much. He lent him to Renault. <laughs> if if he's still got a test role after having his leg shattered, that once again proves what a surname will do for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It will be interesting who the reserve is at Ferrari because I mean, if those two drivers don't get on so well. You know, they carry over the hatred and, and, and stir it up a little bit more mm. from 2019. Then a call goes out to Hinwell in Switzerland saying, um, it's time, send him back. Yes. <laughs> I think it's going to be an interesting year for um, uh, Leclerc because I think, you, you know, sometimes when you get a driver that comes into Formula 1, I know this is his third year before anyone says anything, but someone always has a really, really good first year, and then they kind of just disappear and just become a Formula One driver. Mm. I, I feel like this is kind of his second go at a second year, Joe. You know, where it's he'll either definitely keep carrying this well, momentum. He forward. had a first year, didn't he? Yeah, he had yeah. a first year in Ferrari, yeah. which is yeah. an excuse for and he not but, an excuse for mistakes. But he's he admitted. That he didn't mm. have the best season, he could yeah. maybe have done better. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. It all Having like, said that, he had seven poles. It all. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. But it, I think it all rests with. Say seven poles. How many wins? And how many poles did he have? Two. Because Ferrari were cheating like fuck. <laughs> yeah, we don't know about that yet. We yeah. kind of do. Yeah, we, we think it was. We <laughs> yeah. think that's. What, we think that's. Because it as soon as someone says, "Hang on, Ferrari, are you cheating?" They stopped getting poles. Yeah. yeah. And started qualifying in thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the McLaren 65 <laughs> place grid McLaren spot. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Button Alonso 65 place grid penalty. Yeah. Oh, okay. That'll be that'll be 30th. Uh. It's like, I think Ferrari again. Throwback to, throw to an earlier show when, uh, in fact, in the pre-damn days at Lee's Old House where somebody said something wrong during the show and they got penalised now to start the following week's podcast in the kitchen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am... Um... <coughs> I think once again Ferrari the most interesting thing going into this year, aren't they? I think so. Are we, are we done with reserve drivers? Have we got? Have we not got China? Is that on the list? Um, are we doing news? Aren't I think we? we're still we're on do, news. We're doing news. We're meandering a little, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is, according to Cyril Abitable, oh, so it's good start. Take this as you will. He mm. says that Renault are now in a safer position to stay in F1. So, given his level of accuracy in the past, they're fucked. Given the fact that he spells fact L I E, I'm not. Buying it because the, the, the business situation. Well, the business situation in Renault has now sorted itself out. They got a new, ch- um, the whole Renault Nissan group has got a new CEO coming in in July, and the current interim guy is moving down to deputy CEO. And he says because things have stabilised at board level, that shows the commitments there for Formula One. Rubbish. No, it does rubbish. It's a new boss. He's going to want to make his mark on the company, and if they're losing money, they are out. Out. And Can look. I? Just, Unless he happens to love motorsport. I just want to just want to say, 
Cyril Abitable has said that Renner, let's look at the language that he's used there. The safer. 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 Not safe. No. Safer. Safer Which to stay in Formula One. Risk. Safer. Hang on. Safer to stay in Formula One. That doesn't mean they're going to be anywhere near the sharp end of things. No. That no. CEO speak. That, that's not CEO speak. So you're talking about CEOs. That, that's um, team owner speak or team leader speak for, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> oh, dear, Daniel Ricciardo. What have you done? <laughs> he's destroyed his career. Like, he's gone from being, like, one of the hottest, like, four drivers on the grid that had every chance of becoming a world champion. And as Esteban, Esteban Ocon fought his way into a team that's that, where he literally, he's going to be fighting with Daniel Ricciardo. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they they are going to fall out. Yeah, quite likely. Yeah, yeah. quite likely. I think Ricciardo has, uh, for want of a better word, alonso his career. But he's very rich. So he's, very, yeah. he's got a lot of money for at least Alonso got two world championships on the way there <laughs> got him out of the way early <laughs> uh, yeah. winning early to avoid the rush yeah <laughs> mm, he, might, he might get get he might end up getting replaced by Alonso for next year <laughs> but um yeah last October the interim CEO of Renault said that um they were going to question all their activities you're really going to have to do something about that laptop it's worrying me well every, every... Just stop worrying about it <laughs> it's fine <laughs> Um, yeah, they were going to question all their activities, including the F1 programme. Um, but despite the announcement this week of the first company-wide losses for a decade, this is not sounding good. Um, when was it? When was it? Renault last pulled out of F1 was it about a decade? Twenty ten. So a decade ago. Yeah. Twenty ten was the last Renault. It was the year after the year after Crashgate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then 2011 was Lotus, I think, first season of Lotus. That's when Genie mm-hmm. Capital bought into I think. the team, and then 2012, Genie Capital owned all the team. Yes. So last time they made losses, they left F1, is what we're saying. Yeah. Okay. They were That was part of the late global recession thing, though, wasn't it, I think? Mm, for... It was when Toyota went as well, I think, wasn't it, around about the same time? Toyota went a bit earlier, yeah. To the end of 2009, 2010... 2009, I think, to Possible. finished. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, according to Abitable now, the new CEO comes in in June or July this year, and he th- he thinks they're safe because of this new guy. Rubbish. Maybe he knows the guy. Maybe you know, he's let, got photos yeah, on the guy. Maybe. But, let, like, just to obviously, Mr. Abitable knows more than we do. Fucking, fucking around around the table in the Isle of Man. Does he? Do we think he really does? No, maybe not how to run a Formula One team, but maybe <laughs> certainly about maybe the structuring of Renault. So maybe he knows the guy. Maybe he knows the guy's committed to Formula One. And imagine if you if you get a guy that comes into Formula One and is uh, like gets the chance to go and see how the Renault Formula One team's doing and. I could see how that would be addictive and how you would want that to work. Yeah, I think I think part of Abitable's job now is to actually sell the Formula One lifestyle to this yeah, new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's what everyone has to do to get the sponsorship, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. yeah. pretty pretty much. Um, let's see. What else is there? Sorry, I just found out my bad practice. Chinese Grand Prix. The next thing I've got written down is Sport Pazer. Okay. Ah, yes. Who up until today were the title sponsor of Racing Point? Because up until today, the Twitter account was still called Sport Pays at Racing Point. Okay. Yeah. And now they are BWT Racing Point, and Sport Pays appear to be in some kind of bother because 
they are losing title sponsorships with various forms of sport left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, they used to sponsor Everton Football Club. They put out a statement at the weekend saying that they'd parted company. There was another one. Ever- uh, Everton Irish... had been sponsored by their own community scheme, I think, at mm. the moment. Are they a betting website? Yeah, yeah. the uh, Kenyan. Kenyan, yeah. Kenyan-based, with, uh, with a presence on the Isle of Man. Yeah, the Irish, the Irish FA have also severed their ties yep. with them. They had a deal. So yeah, and it's all companies severing their tie with Sport Pacer, not not them, not Sport right. Pacer pulling out. Are we are we seeing another of the um, another of these sporting sponsors that overstretch themselves and all of a sudden everyone realised, hang on a minute, they haven't actually got the money. Quite likely, maybe. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not happening halfway through a season. You know, I'm sure Racing Point got paid what they were supposed to get paid last year. Yeah, I mean, they'll yeah. they'll you know they'll be rich from it. I'm still I'm <laughs> not going to even acknowledge that. You should. Um, I got one chuckle. I'm still... <laughs> that was a chuckle of sympathy. Um, I'm still surprised that we're not seeing like more Tommy Hilfiger stuff on the racing point. That's because it's Tommy by Lewis, isn't it? Yeah, the because Lewis the deals are signed with Mercedes. Mercedes have the... Oh, yeah. No, I, think, I think Mercedes have probably got some kind of exclusive yeah, deal. maybe. And don't don't forget that Lewis was sponsored by Tommy Hilfiger before any stroll. Tell you what, any stroll money was this anywhere. Was four. This is the fourth season of uh, Lewis's collection with Tommy Hilfiger. So. I'm not a fashionista by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Some of the Lewis Lewis stuff of the, this new line he's got fucking cool. The jacket really? is fucking ace. Really nice. I haven't seen any of this line, but Looks really the previous lines quite Nasty. bad. Yeah, no, I, I thought. Right, some some of it's genuinely wearable. <laughs> Fair enough. Can I briefly circle back to the new boss of Renault? Yes. Because I've just been trolling his Wikipedia page, and there's an amazing trolling sentence. Trolling or trolling? A little bit of both. both. <laughs> um, which I've just lost. Where are we? During his time at Fiat, he was considered a protege of Sergio Marchionne, carrying a significant responsibility over the launch of the new Fiat 500. However, Uh-oh. Marchionne was disappointed at his results while he was leading Alfa Romeo. So this is a man that has disappointed Marchionne. Ah. Uh, which, what? given, given Ferrari's general performances during Marchionne's reign... Find somebody who didn't disappoint Marchionne. <laughs> yeah. Marchionne disappoints quite a few people as well. In <laughs> Pe- his deadness. People in glass houses. Shouldn't take baths? Indeed. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, with the curtains open. Depends what you're into, really. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Spot Pays Reports. Right, the Chinese Grand Prix. Um, Cancelled. N- that's not a postponement. That is going to be a cancellation. Yeah. I, yeah. Do- I can't see how they can reschedule it for later in the year. No. But the other issue is that Vietnam is now looking iffy as well, and that could leave us with five weeks. Well, I think it would five be week five gap weeks. between races. I don't know what it is now, and I can only, I can only remember half of the numbers, but I'm almost convinced that it was, um, they had a thousand, a thousand confirmed cases uh, in Vietnam and 30,000 people in quarantine, I read. And and that's within, that, that was within a hour and a half's journey of the circuit. Mm. It's not ideal. Mm. Yeah, it's looking very iffy. 
Imola has now offered to step in if both those races are cancelled and hold a race in between the two. But Imola they've makes put in no a, sense. They've put in an application. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last time, uh, the last time a circuit applied to host a replacement race when mm. one was cancelled was actually Jerez in 1997. Yeah, because it was meant to be in uh, season season finale was meant to be in Portugal at Estoril, mm. and they couldn't afford to repair the track. Because it was ninety percent potholes. Yeah. So Hareth, um applied and got it, and look what kind of race we got there. Uh, when was the last time there was a Grand Prix at Imola? Nineteen ninety. No, two thousand five. Two thousand five. I thought sure it was two thousand five. I remember it. Uh, whenever the Dreamcast came out, the Dreamcast Formula One game. Yeah, the Dreamcast game had. <laughs> um, um, Formula One 2003, the game definitely went to Imola. Yeah, uh, I think the last Formula One Grand Prix at Imola was was 2005. I think you're probably right. I'm just looking this up now. 2006. 2006. 2006. There you go. Wow. One year out, as Ken Bruce would say. Um, as, of, as of Thursday, by the way, which is the last set of figures I can find, mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam has 10,000 people under quarantine. Oh, is it 10,000 under quarantine? But only 16 confirmed cases. Right, okay. But it has what uh, the Bangkok Post is describing as a porous border with China. So People just go in and out yeah. all the yeah. time, mm. yeah. I think that's what they mean. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, like like an open border. Yeah, yeah, just one um, across. It's fine. So yeah, the Vietnamese Grand Prix is also going, uh, under threat. Uh, in that case, um, you've got to wonder how many other places might be under threat. It's just these two at the moment. With Imola, it looks like they've put forward, as I was just saying, there like a formal application mm-hmm. to to step in. The only thing that can see that ruin that is what on the calendar is after. Excuse me, after Vietnam. Is it Russia? It's um, Netherlands, I think. So that would make sense for them to go to Europe. Yeah, well, no, it would it's be, a yeah, bit yeah. of an odd one anyway. That I think. So it makes sense for them to go to Europe. A bit it would early. work. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's. Um, I'm sure it's uh, Zandvoort straight after Imola. Uh, Not Imola. Yes, <laughs> maybe Imola. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, let's have a look. Vietnam is fifth of April, and the next race is Zandvoort on the third of May. So if um, if Vietnam doesn't happen, that will leave the entire month of April without a race. Mm. So yeah, I think it would make sense to put a European race in there. Tell you what, Germany's going to be pissed off, isn't it? If Italy gets a second race and they still don't have one. Well, but Imola are <laughs> prepared to pay Germany. That's true. You know, yeah. N- yeah. neither neither German circuit has the money. No. Charlie was it Charlie Whiting who, um, you know, before his death, went to Imola to sort of ratify whether or not it was ready for FIA top level sport. So. They've been yeah. working on it. for It a few is, years, and it's, it's, and it's now it's officially got, Grade One. The, yeah, yeah. So it's officially so it a Grade. Can, it can now hold a Grand Prix. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can hold. Yeah, as you say, Grand Prix, uh, Formula One, top level motorsport again, rather than. I don't mean this in a, in, a, in a derogatory way, but rather than just like the Italian GT or European yeah, GT yeah, series yeah. that it had been holding for a few years. Yeah. Um, it would I be... always liked the circuit. That's when, when I said, because I didn't realise he was going, he was going to Netherlands straight away. Would Kimi so... Raikkonen be the only driver then to have driven at Imola previously? Because Hamilton didn't mm. start until 2007. Unless it's someone in a feeder series, maybe, but as, as an F1 As Formula driver, 1 yeah, driver, yeah. 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 As yeah, an F1 driver. Yeah, right. Unless Alonso surprises all and comes back this year. Kubica. <laughs> Kubica, Kubica no. could Kubica step in with... 
2006 he would have been there was it because he was he mid-season he came in maybe yeah might be yeah i mean most of them's been round there (laughs) but yeah there's uh obviously everybody associates him with what happened in 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 94 but it's it still is even though they've reshaped that tamborello Mm. uh area to a chicane uh it still is a great race circuit yeah um it's one of my go-tos on like project cars and, and you know all the sim games that mm. I've got. Even that chicane up the top of the hill, it's aced because it's blind when you go into it. Yeah, I like it. No, I mean if it if it does come back at least, they'll be a welcome addition to the calendar. Cause... I can't see it. Would it be? Would it go under? This is the thing. Would it go under the San Marino Grand Prix? Or would it? Would it be? But we were know, joking about this before. Is it the Chinese Grand Prix in Italy? Luxembourg Grand Prix was at uh, Nurburgring. What is, it, um, what, it, what is it? MotoGP called there? Is that they've got a San Marino and Remini Coast Grand Prix, which is in Italy? Th- that's at Mugello. Mizano is a Mugello. I can't remember. It's one. the one that's near Rimini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the market. It's the Marco Simoncelli World Circuit or something like that, isn't it? It's some, there's a ridiculous quantity of naming yeah. in this race. Yeah, I think that's Magello. I think possible. I might be wrong, but yeah. Um, but I mean, Sa- where these things work, it could mm. be the Swiss but Grand Prix. I yeah, haven't, yeah, haven't yeah. been to Rimini and San Marino. It, San Marino and Rimini are quite close, but it, it, it's surprising that they call it San Marino and Rimini Coast because mm-hmm. it's I've about an hour's it. drive. We have the first Rosbergian Grand Prix. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Because yes. <laughs> he speaks Italian, so he feels a bit Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Only only when he wins in Italy. Yeah, and then does Seven Nation Army. One yeah. for each of the countries he claims to be from. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, we we might not have seen the final confirmed calendar. That's no. quite exciting in itself, though, yeah. isn't it? Well, we you don't do, know where we're going in a month. You do exactly. You do quite <laughs> often get changes like that, and it's it, Formula One is big enough to put those changes in place. But it's a decision that's going to have to be made very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to sell tickets, to sell um, you know the, the event as a whole. And the way that Liberty do Formula One, it's not like it used to be where you, they, you know, nothing happening. Thursday, some trucks rock up. Monday, mm-hmm. they all they've all gone home. That's it. It's finished. They like to have events on around the, yeah. the and the tire races selections as well. as well. When it's a flyaway race, you make yeah. your tire selections fourteen yeah. weeks in advance, so teams have probably already picked their yeah, China exactly. tires. I was just because yeah. even even the work for a, a track that Pirelli isn't used to going to mm-hmm. to they work out what, what it's not going to be the same tires for China that it yeah. is for Imola. But all the teams are based in Europe. You know, mm. two are, two are based in Italy. The rest are based in the UK. Sim work. Yeah. What like what accurate uh, track data do they have? Mm. Project cars. Circuit. Yeah, and coming yeah. back to tires, mm. Pirelli are physically going to have to make those tires. Yeah, I think they'll physically have to go there and throw a car. Well, Pirelli the are Italian. Yeah, mm. they'll, they'll it's, 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 they're from Milan. It's just down the road. Yeah, so you know, take Brandon Hartley. Do something. Do you think the Chinese yeah. Grand Prix stuff? <laughs> Do you think Formula One waited for Formula E to cancel first? Because it did seem to be like Formula E cancelled. Uh, what's Formula, Formula E postponed? Do? And then yeah. Went, oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. no room. Yeah, Form- Formula E postponed, but the Formula E race was two, three weeks before the F1. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Formula E, I think, left it till the last minute. And then I think F1 decided, well, if they're not going to do it, we probably shouldn't as well. I, I think Formula One waited for them because I- the. They, as an organisation, they didn't want to look like the people that pulled mm. it. I think the other thing is with Formula E, because they don't have as many races in the calendar, it potentially was an easier decision for them because they could have the option yeah. to say, actually, it's fine now, let's go later in the year. Whereas for F1, 
trying to slot this race back in somewhere. Well, it's only what, what, form, what Formula E have said is they've got space to space to put it back in the calendar mm-hmm. later on in the year, or if they're not able to do that, um, make New York a double header again. Exactly, because it has it's also easier New Jersey. for Formula mm-hmm. E to drop that race. Yeah, so they've been able to do it, but Formula One had to come up with something, and I think they've got. They've probably got a con- several contingency plans. They just haven't decided on what they're going for. And I think monitoring the situation in Vietnam gives them the opportunity to, yeah, okay, we may be able to get a, a European race in now. Yeah, mm. because of the time difference and, of course, the, the logistics are getting so much like uh, someone like Sepang was mentioned about, you know, being um, taking over a, a you know, reduced mm-hmm. rate just to, so that they can have a race. Um <sighs> It's easier, as I say, for it to all happen around Europe, and that's not against anybody sort of outside of Europe. It's just that's where all the teams and all the facilities and everything is based. So if they need to get to Europe, they can do it in days rather than you know the weeks that they have to think about because quite often stuff travels by boat to yeah. like China and Japan, etc. Three sort of tankers, don't they? Yeah, like there's three sets of the paddock in transition at yeah, any yeah. one time. So you know it's. It makes it sense one, one to start. Pad, one paddock leaves China, and then the next time it's used is Brazil. So is it Australia, Bahrain, and then? And then, it would have been Vietnam, Vietnam. China, uh, Zandvoort. Yeah, so yeah. it could be Australia, Bahrain, Imola, mm. mm. under whatever guys, San Marino, perhaps. That's three very different parts of the world yeah. very early on which is exciting okay three races in going back to Europe Bernie will be going mental oh yeah definitely. <laughs> if, if it was if it was up to him <laughs> Europe would have nothing to do with Formula 1 now <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's, let's just hope that later on in the year we're not talking about other countries having to be cancelled no, yeah, yeah. yeah let's hope not That's yeah um, just thinking of other circuits that could step in if other places did get cancelled mm. I can't think of any sort of places that have been dropped that would be I mean obviously you got Hockenheim Hockenheim's a possibility. Turkey keeps shouting, don't they? They do. I don't know if they got ratified. They they said they had a contract, didn't they? Was that for 2019? But it never materialised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Korean circuit where the problem was that was 200 miles away from the nearest city. So no chance of any viruses. I think they only had one bus running to it every six weeks. Yeah. There's India, but that was shit. I think I think the Indian circuit is now it's sort of been left to ruin. It needs yeah, it enough. needs work doing just to make it raceable. It's again. a Dell call centre now. <laughs> Estoril, um, Ester- Estoril's a good circuit. Estoril doesn't it's a bike circuit. Estoril doesn't have grade one status anymore. Same with same with Hareth. That's that's wow. Not, that's not capable under the uh, current regs. And of course the Valencia Street Circuit, which oh, it's been left to ruin. We've that, seen that. Yeah, it looks now, like Mad Max. Doesn't yeah, it? We've seen does. pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time you see, yeah, uh, every time you see footage of what it looks like, now you just get ghost town by the specials going through <laughs> your head. <laughs> Lee doesn't he hates scars. Estoril, Estoril has an FIA Grade One license. Yeah. Oh, so let's go to Estoril. That's mm-hmm. a good option. So we haven't been to Estoril since 1996. The Burial really International long. Circuit. Look, let's all Thailand. be honest. Here. We all want to see a Formula One car go through the corkscrew, don't we? Laguna Seca. Oh hell yes! <laughs> yeah, if we're, going, if we're going to have another race outside of Europe, let's have mm. another one in America yeah. and have it at Laguna Seca. 
Can I just, can we, can I rephrase Lee's well, comment? Last three, we all want to see wins. Roman Grosjean go through the corkscrew. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unfortunately, <laughs> the, there is only one other circuit which is grade, grade one license one. in mm. the US, and it is the Indi- Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, no, ah, but it's it's been um, it's been something redesigned. called Kuwait Motor Town. I don't know that one. I'm well, guessing it's in I. Kuwait. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a showroom. Kuwait Motor Town. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fuji is still. Should still be on the list, shouldn't yeah. it? But then again, you go into Asia where, where yeah. the problem yeah, is. Yeah, that thing, Burium's caught my eye because that's quite exciting and potentially they could get Red Bull, Red Bull money to pay for it. Can't but. help but think. Q8 Motor Town, crazy cars at crazy prices. <laughs> it's all the abandoned cars <laughs> in the Middle East, you know, um, when, when the oil, oil prices not. drop. Oh, no, there it is, there it is. I lost it. Fuji does. I charm f- customers um, like snakes. Fiorano, Aragon, Hareth. Fiorano? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got a license. Marinello? Has Marinello got a that, show? That's it. Oh, is that it? That's yeah, Fiorano, it, yeah. yeah. Um, Surely it's too short. It's only 40-something seconds, isn't just, it? Just have more laps. Fiorano, <laughs> it's 2.997 kilometres. Um, so Hareth you mentioned there as well. So Hareth is grade one listed. Hareth is grade one mm. listed. Yeah, basic pretty much everything that's on um uh what you call it? Project MotoGP. Gas. No MotoGP <laughs> calendar, pretty much everything's on it. Man uh Magnicore. Oh Magnicore. What if, if we had a Formula One race around the Indy five hundred circuit? We can do it the opposite way around. Use the banking. It would be no. the, the only <laughs> only the Grand Prix. Circuit at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is licensed. It would be slow as hell because there'd be no regen, and every car would be down on power because you wouldn't actually be able to generate any energy from braking. I meant no. I I meant we we could use the the Grand Prix circuit. Oh right, nothing could go wrong. Ralph Schumacher (laughs) isn't driving. The Kimi Ring in Finland has got its certificate, which is the new one they're doing for MotoGP, but it's mainly called the Kimi Ring in Finland. That's amazing. Why is that not hosting F1? It's Kimi with a Y, though, It is isn't Kimi it? with a Y, yeah. but, you know. So, did anyone else see him on Instagram getting his son sorted out with a, with a cart? I did. Yes. yes. The son's been carting for a couple of years yeah. and, and seems to be fairly on it. Mm. So basically, there are plenty of options for there a makeup are 42, race. There are 42 grade one circuits in the world. Brilliant. So there plenty are 20 going spare, mm-hmm. presumably. Yeah. We will wait and see. Uh, right. It's been launch week. Mm. Yes. yes. We have seen some new cars, or we have seen some new computer graphics, in the case of Renault. I am tired of seeing... like. Formula One car launches now are turning into like Mortal Kombat character select screens. <laughs> I just expect like them to be bouncing around like that next yeah. to the car. Doing a little Mercedes sort of <laughs> rear axle wiggle. Mercedes, Ferrari, and who else did like a pull the cover off the cars? Even though it wasn't like McLaren, McLaren, a- and Alpha Tori, Alpha Tori. So yeah. four of the teams did that. Racing Point have done drivers clearly stood next to the car, so they have a physical car. I don't know if they've done an actual. Hey, here it is. Ferrari's Will- launch was painful. Williams have released <laughs> stuff is. on track, so we know that the they've car got exists. A car. But again, um, it's they've, been, they've been in Barcelona today filming. Yes. McLaren yeah. were in Barcelona yesterday filming. Correct. We were in Barcelona up yeah. until Friday, Haas, missing all this. Haas have been filming but in Barcelona. What I did well. get 
from the Ferrari launch was. And I, I know Ferrari, red, we get it. Mm-hmm. But you can use different coloured lights. And it's like the whole like theatre sort of thing was just like swamped in this red glow. Oh, very and Amsterdam. It, and at one point, because they had like <laughs> people doing stuff and things there, it looked like some sort of ceremony from Eyes Wide Shut. It was fucking stupid. Do you think that they were using the red lights so that they would be able to hide bits of the car? Because obviously a red car won't show up well under red lights. I think they sacrificed children to Moloch. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Vettel, was uh, when he was asked about it, said the car is a bit more red than it was a last bit year. That would be the lights, love. Jesus. Yeah, that was actually his comment. It's, yeah. a, bit, it's a bit more red than Not it the was mi- last year. The Mission Win now logo is black, and that's the major livery change. Yeah. Mm. Um... I have listened to the spiel coming out of Ferrari about this. It looks very similar to last year's car, but mm-hmm. everything, every component has been changed. It's entirely brand new and nothing has been carried over. It's we've we've gone for radical change and this is the way forward and Ferrari we're going to we're going to push forward and we're going to win races, we're going to be challenging for champions. Do you know what? When is the last time <laughs> completely overhauling your car was a good idea? Was a good idea. <laughs> I can remember Ron Dennis stood in front of the cameras when McLaren Honda was released. Go, this is completely new. That went well. I think the last time a completely overhauled car came out from under the cover and did well was when Honda changed to Braun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I think th- there's either a little bit of lying on Ferrari's part going on here, and it's, they never do exactly. that. Yeah. Everyone and is lying right now. It's either more of an evolution, or it, mm-hmm. or they have totally, completely screwed themselves mm. by overhauling the car when Bold they were almost prediction. in a winning position. Oh, it will be are. a brand new type of car that wins in 2021. Somebody take a note at the time and date so we can refer back to this. This momentous prediction. But I'm yeah, I'm kind of with you with the whole releasing cars that look the same and like the yeah. Red Bull looks looks the, the same Bull, at a first glance. They they made so? a big no like the they actual made, car. Not the car, but they made a big deal about ooh, the same livery. Why change a winning formula? Everything is a different shape on that car. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost everything's it's different. Very different. That's another thing that, that, that I'm amazed actually. How so? Uh-huh. I'm just I'm amazed how different the Ferrari, um, Red Bull, and McLaren look yeah. to the other cars we've seen. Because yeah, in previous years we've seen Red Bull with yeah. the camo livery. Mm-hmm. The camo is they're trying to make it look like last year's car. Yeah, and it's really it, not. It looks like they've been making cars from for a different regs. You know, like you could quite easily see. Like if you take that sort of thin nose that they've got without the bump and stuff on the middle and like the way the, the, the Coke bottle on these cars is like really tight in at the rear end and stuff now, you could quite easily think, oh, right, all the cars look like that and that's from a different year to those cars because they, you know, they're, they're, they're too similar and they're too similar to be the same year. Yeah. Mm. Um, a source at Red Bull says... Um, the car is completely different from last year. Someone high up has said it's all or nothing. So nearly everything's been changed on it. Um, although something did fail on the test rig. Um, it's, it's usually at this time of year when the car's on the test rig, um, for, for the failures to happen, um, it had its shakedown at Silverstone last week. 
the first week of the test we'll just be running everything in systems engine etc and then the second week most of the australia race spec will go on the car so mm. look for the red bull next week yeah. to I see how different that it's it, going to be it makes sense because when you think about the, the way that development plans work with with formula one and you have like ideas and concepts that grow and you might have this bit on the car this season but down the road you've got an idea of what that might morph into mm-hmm. it makes sense for whatever what, what under these regulations whatever you've gathered you might as well throw it all at your car yeah. because you're not going to get a chance to use it again yeah. that's the thing for red bull they've this entire generation mm-hmm. they've been behind ferrari and or mercedes at various points so actually they might as well just go all in this year yeah. cuz what else are they doing Mm. You see, I'm Red Bull doing the overhaul thing. I should be sounding out the same warnings I said about Ferrari before, mm. but it was Red Bull and it's Red not Bull. Ferrari. It's Red Bull, and they do do overhauls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think McLaren, like McLaren, must have done the same thing because that car looks fucking nothing like last year's. Front end of la- of this McLaren looks like last year's Red Bull. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, the so, Ma- McLaren, don't forget, because a lot of the comparison pictures you see in between this year's McLaren and last year's McLaren um, include the front wing that last year's McLaren was launched with, yeah. and they changed that roughly a third of the way through the season, decided to no, actually... That's so narrow. The car has lost weight all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. But the nose is, but the front wing is, 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 is a big change. But it's an ever... McLaren themselves are saying, mm-hmm. this is... We've built on what we did last year. We've optimised what we had. The, the the sound coming out of McLaren, very similar to the sound coming out of Mercedes. Yeah. Um, it's the car that was basically what we we had at the last race at the end of last season, mm-hmm. and we've been working on it for a, a, roughly a year. We've now brought the two but cars together. And when you look at the cars, it's clearly not. <laughs> they look like... Because we, we're saying that Red Bull have overhauled No, the, obviously everything. it's not the same car. No, 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 but I'm just saying... We're saying Red Bull have overhauled everything, yeah? Certainly on the outside. Yeah, but Red, what, Red but Bull what are saying is, they've overhauled everything. Yeah. yeah. But um Well they're not saying a source within Red Bull. But McLaren and uh, Mercedes are the two cars that look most like the so called overhauled Red Bull. So that would suggest mm. they've been overhauled as well. The the front ends are different. And backs, I was, the backs is fucking miles different. The uh, the Mercedes, the mm-hmm. uh, I, the two cars for me that I've seen so far, where the back end is so ridiculously tight and sweeps mm-hmm. in so early from McLaren. the side pods. McLaren's well the smallest. No, it's Mercedes and AlphaTauri. Alpha AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri. Go, go you, back and have another look at that McLaren. I've had a look at the McLaren. It's not as not as tightly mm, packaged as the Mercedes. I think so I think that is a tight, the, tight back end. The tight. Alpha Tori. <laughs> Have a look at the Alpha Tori from top. They've been very clever. Their side pods don't extend all the way out to where the, to where the wings are. Mm-hmm. The side pods aren't as wide as any other car. No, side, side pods, pods look too nice. Side pods do seem slimmer across the yeah. side. Side pods on they? the Alpha Tori are incredibly mm-hmm. slim. They've taken the, the side wings out further for the barge boards, but the actual side pods are quite slim, mm-hmm. which means they've been able to taper it in earlier. And for me, it's the Alpha Tori. We have possibly seen has some a good-looking Toro Rossos in the past, though, and it hasn't yes. done anything for them. What was them. it? The twenty? I want to say the twenty seventeen, uh, the yeah, James the, Key car, the yeah. Cola one, mm. Mm. Red the one Bull that Cola. looked, the one that looked like that you stuck it next Mercedes. to the Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. 
And it, it was either 2017 or 2018. Yeah. 17, I think. I think it was. But it's my favourite livery. I mean, Alpha Tauri have actually announced that they've got a closer tie-up with Red Bull technology. Well, yeah, How do you get closer? Well, no, everyone's suddenly going to get a close tie with technology groups, aren't they? Because mm. they because don't of the partnerships towards, going into 2021. Yeah. They don't yeah. count towards a salary cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we haven't really seen the Alfa Romeo. We've kind of spoken about that. That's yeah, apart from the snakeskin livery. Yeah, they've been, um, very, they've been very cagey with the photos that they've released of that at certain angles, so you, can't, you don't actually get to see what's going on. Yeah. Certainly at the back end mm. and the... Um, so a lot on the sides because they've had the dark livery with the carbon fibre ter- um, turning veins yeah. in front of it. So you can roughly make it out, but the photos aren't really high def enough. No. The Haas... They released the livery photos, and I'm not sure whether that was on this year's car or last year's. I think it there was, was some on... similarities, but I think it was kind of a hybrid. I think it was just a render of a Formula One yeah, car. It was a yeah. render. Um, I think, but I agree with Paul at the same time. I don't think it was completely the 2020 mm. car. Mm. Um, looks for, if it is, it's a, it's it looks a revert, very basic. It's a revert back to the livery they were that using be before Rich Energy need, got though. involved. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't forget that when they reverted to um, the spec one of the 2019 car, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it started to be a bit more reliable and the tyres actually didn't generate ice cubes. And bits of it did look like last year's Ferrari, because that, that's what I think they've ended up like. The last time Haas was good was when it looked like last year's Ferrari. No, when time. it was last yeah, year's yeah. Ferrari. I, <laughs> I think you'll find Haas having a very similar car to last year's Ferrari. That that wouldn't surprise me because um, obviously with them buying everything in kit form, they need something a bit more reliable to put it together. And I think if Delara have got more info from Ferrari on what they did with the car, because the, the, the Ferrari was good at certain points of the year last Better year, than the yeah, Haas. yeah. I think I think that, that it was the best was... car at certain points of the year last yeah. year. Yeah, until people said, hang on a second, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until somebody went, um, is that legal? And then all of a sudden, shh, <laughs> just lose those seven tenths per lap. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing we will do, though, on uh, the Three Legs, Four Wheels website this week, once all the cars have done their full launches and we've actually seen them on track, we will put up like an article with pictures of everything so you can Ooh. have a look at Ooh. actual cars. And I will get around to doing the season guide as well, like I did last year. Mm. I've got to be honest, I don't like the McLaren livery as much as last year's. I think it's fine. It looks like <laughs> fine. It's yeah. like five out of ten. But I think I don't think last year's. I like the orange. Yeah, I like the orange and blue. Yeah, but I don't. I think there's more they could do with it. Do you know what I mean? It's the. I have noticed they've left a giant space on the back of the car. We're just ready for a title sponsor to come in uh-huh. and go. There you go. To be announced in the next week. Yeah, possibly. because all of their sponsors are small. Logos on the on just just on the top of the side pod. They're Except really for husky chocolate across the entire across the back wing. of the rear yeah. wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the yeah, f- for me, it's it's waiting for the, there's there's a title sponsor coming in that's just going to be here. You go here's plenty. Is of somebody going to say Kimoa? <laughs> no. That, no. Do you just feel like say like lads, listen. You know what you need to do to make your car look nice. Go back. And look at the test livery that they used to run when they used to run the orange cars. Do that. Yeah? 
just make your car look the, the orange like and black. the, the orange old and black. test livery. Yeah. yeah. And it'll look ace. Of course, we have to, with this year's McLaren, we have to play Hunt the Kiwi because it's on there somewhere. Kiwi? Yeah, they always put a picture of a Kiwi on the car. But... We do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Hunt the Kiwi. Sorry, yeah, now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like a fruit. <laughs> Papaya well and Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, either a, it's either a smoothie or a face pack or something. <laughs> Yeah, I think McLaren is just they they've left that space blank intentionally because they've they've mm. they've got something in mind. Maybe not. Maybe it'd just be like the twenty eighteen McLaren where it's just it's just orange. <laughs> until until May it'll probably say something like "Watch us at Indy," and then after May, yeah. did you watch us at Indy? Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> or it's like just one step away from just writing your brand here. <laughs> Possibly, Caterham. <laughs> <laughs> That was just the whole car, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? The the Williams we, we saw today, didn't we, for the first time? Mm. Um, yeah. What do we think of that? I think the livery is awful. It's I, a Marmite one, isn't it? I kind of like it. I don't. Yeah, do, we, it does look a little bit like Af- Aquafresh. It looks like a fake <laughs> with, with car. Aquafresh, we've had the French flag. Yeah. It looks like a fake car that you get as your as your Formula A car yes. and project cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's now pictures of it on track, so it's a real fake yeah. car. It is real. No, no, like, I know it's real. Jasper but it, Racing yeah, exactly, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Williams have already said this car's an evolution, so they're revolving from like, a single-celled organism to two cells. Fuck I, I I really do hope they can do something more. I'm just two points. Oh, yeah, but just be closer. Even if you're not scoring points, just be closer to the just other be on cars. The same lap as some of the other cars. But I, I'm not. That's not a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Bold or otherwise. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we we might know more uh, a week on Friday, mm. and at least we're going to get to see. Williams at both tests this year. Mm. So the car's been designed on time. It's yeah. been built on time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, nobody's quit or left for personal reasons or been fired or whatever. Uh, you better. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> Nobody to do with the design. Yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, every team on the grid has, like, the... There's some marquee names when it comes to like, the technical side of Formula One, isn't there? Mm. Uh, and every team has somebody that, if you really rack your brain, you'll think of, oh, he works for Renault, or he's gone from McLaren to Renault. Um, there isn't a name at Williams anymore. Not saying, not to say that there isn't tremendously talented people there, and maybe there'll be someone that makes There's the no name. no Rob Smedley. Yeah, mm. maybe they'll make a name for themselves in Williams, but you just think that the people that have fell out of that team... And I still like the, still the people that take the Williams side over, um, what's his name? Paddy Lowe. Paddy Lowe, yeah, you know it's um, like people that seem seem to even try and pretend themselves. Paddy Lowe leaving Williams was a good thing for Williams. Did Pat Fry go to Williams? He was there as a consultant for a couple of mm. races. He's gone he? again. I think so. Yeah, I think he turned up. Yeah. I don't know that he did anything. I think he was just seen to be there. When Pat Fry was in charge of Williams, was the last time that it was competitive. I mean, Patrick no, this Head was, was like last season. He Patrick Head was there as a consultant as well. After yeah. after we predicted it yeah. on yeah. that show that we did with Scarbs, yeah, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, it happened. I think was that was the main thing we got right mm. all last season. 
Yeah, well, but, yeah, everything that we've predicted so far in this podcast is is basically going to not come to fruition. So yeah. congratulations to Charles Leclerc for winning the 2020 World Championship. And George Russell for getting his first podium. Yeah. Oh, Pat, Pat, <laughs> Pat Fry is at Renault apparently now. I've kind of forgotten about that. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. that but I knew we'd gone somewhere. See, I thought this, it was this Williams. This is the thing, what I mean. Every team you look up and down the grid, there'll be one of those key per- personnels mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But Williams just don't have that person. And they've had, like, I think, the Smedley coming in and going. Um, uh, oh, why have I forgot his name again? Paddy Lowe again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Col- They're like Col- Patrick, coming and going. don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Fry, Paddy Lowe, Patrick um, but, thingy. Head. Head, that's the one. It, these people wouldn't be disappearing, you know, coming and then going if there wasn't something seriously wrong inside that team. It does It does seem like there is. I think the problem looks like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll yeah. move on. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll move on. So who are we left to see that is actually launching properly Renault this Alpha. week? And Alfa Romeo. Yeah, so we'll we'll actually get to see the real cars on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which is the first of the first day of the only three day this time testing session. Mm-hmm. So of course, testing has been cut back by preseason testing has been cut back by two days uh, to make up for the twenty second race, which now doesn't look like it's going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, great plan. <clears throat> um, just while we're on the subject. Anyone seen anything about what's happening with the extra MG UK that the teams are going to be allowed this year because of the extra race? Ooh. Well, now that there might not be twenty-two races, well, there might be. We don't know. Are they allowed to claw it back? Are the are you know are the regulations going to Would, change? It's going to be back down to two. I think that'll be set in stone. Mm-hmm. I think you know that'll be what the teams are working with. And let's all be fucking honest that if if, if we do lose a couple of races. And they've got some extra components. It They'll might just mean that, it a bit more. yeah, and it might mean we don't get fucking stupid penalties. Mm. So yeah, I, it's I imagine they'll keep them. Mm. Yeah, I know under the cost cap they want you know component you've, usage you've already, to be reduced. You've already budgeted but, for that, yeah. and you're not having to pay to get to another track. So mm. Mm. chances are those components are all produced and paid for. Yeah, anyway. they're, they're probably yeah. sat in a warehouse somewhere yeah. ready to be fired up. Yeah, but like I said, not not seeing anything about that. So testing, um, testing this week, full days live on TV now. Mm-hmm. Um, morning and afternoon sessions on F1 TV Pro and for UK viewers on Sky Sports F1. Last time we just had the first week's testing; it was just mm-hmm. the afternoons on Sky. This time we've got the lot all all six days. I'm maybe taking some time off work to watch it. Very good. Rather than being unemployed and watching it last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all very exciting. I, I, I like it when testing starts. You know, you just... You know the season's it's, actually yeah. close. We're, we're yeah. on, I mean, four, four weeks from now, we'll be doing our first race review. Yeah. I like the <laughs> mental gymnastics you have to do to, to try and convince yourself that you've got an idea of what's going on. <laughs> Usually involves a pen and paper or a calculator, or or just lying to yourself, or just getting scarves on to tell us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's so, that's, that's the avenue. So I'll basically, go. If, you're, if you're listening, Craig, any chance you free in like two weeks' time? <laughs> basically, the argument is at the moment: is it the it's evolution versus revolution, isn't it? Is it is it the teams that are gone down the revolution route, like Red Bull and Ferrari, that are gonna push forward and get the jump, or you know they they they're the ones who maybe have gambled a bit more than they. Mm. You know, because they could afford to, mm-hmm. uh, or is it the teams that have chosen the evolution route, Mercedes and McLaren, um, who are going to 
end up with 2020. And I think I think we can probably, although we've not heard anything um, to confirm it yet, I think we can put Renault in the revolution route as well because they look like they wanted to change everything just to suit Ricardo. For one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they will stick their Formula One life and, oh, God, it's happening again. I mean, it's a big thing for them. Right, realistically, when you look at Ricardo, it was a poor year for Renault. But, I mean, what do you do if you're Renault? Like, you had a guy that you were paying, what, one million a year? Mm. And then you had another guy that you were paying 20 million a year. And I'm, like, I like Ricardo. I don't think there was 19 million difference between him and um, Hulkenberg. Have you seen the trailer for season two of Drive to Survive? No. Which, which came out today. Which there appears to be some like bad blood. Week. It's in, There's implied bad blood between Hulkenberg and a beta bull. Right. A beta bull okay. makes like a pissy comment about oh, when, when you get a podium, that's when you'll get a seat on a private Whoa. jet. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> now I've not seen the trailer. I've heard the trailer, and I can I can confirm there is Steiner swearing. Yeah, yes. very very swearing. I can't wait. To, when's that out? Week on Friday. Last. Is it twenty? Is it twenty eighth? Twenty eighth. So last day of testing. Yes. Oh yes. Can't wait. So taking that day off work then. <laughs> testing during the day. Binging drive to survive that night. I'll, I'll have a different experience watching it this time because I was sick when it came out last time and I was full of morphine. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> it might not be as exciting for you this year. Maybe not, no. The, uh, You're all on tracks. I'll tell of you what, I am clouds. never coming around to your, one of your watch parties ever again. <laughs> I can, I, I, I'll, I'll probably remember that. We for, do remember when Lee nearly died, though, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just laughing about it. I remember doesn't. that last, because I, I smashed the whole series really quickly because I had nothing else to to do and uh, when I fi- I finished the last episode of that and then listened to your album yes and, the, and that's when I messaged you saying that whether I can't remember whether it was been, that would have been mid-March yeah that came there was out. one of the tracks that I thought sounded fucking ace I remember messaging you about it <laughs> while I was fucking high <laughs> <laughs> Lee said it whilst he was high everybody <laughs> you know my music's good <laughs> And that ends this week's Afro-Man session. Mm. <laughs> Remember, you could still search Chris Flood on Spotify. You can. And I suggest you do. So, I think that's um, that's about it for everything that's come out so far this week. Mm-hmm. Now we just wait and see what the cars do, actually, on a circuit. What's everyone's favourite looking car? Ooh. Oh, God. Livery-wise, mm. Alfa Tori. I would agree, livery-wise. Yeah. Uh, car design-wise... I think either the McLaren or the Red Bull. Yeah, I like the look of the Red Bull. I would love Alfa Romeo to stay with the black snake skin just because it's different and it, look, it looks cool, but they won't. It'll just be no. red, red, white, and black like last year's was. I won't, I'd like it to look more alfa if you know what I mean. Like the, the, I know the, like last year's car kind of looked like a Salba with an... Alfa Romeo logo on the side of it. I'd I'd like the livery to tie it more to Alfa Romeo, like some more gold and some more green involved in it, and mm. you know, even maybe even play with the um, like the characters on the Alfa logo, so you could have a snake on it somewhere or yeah. something like B- that. Big sign know. on the side pod saying, "For the love of God, do not get this wet." Yeah, 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 yeah a snake yeah. eating a man. Strangely yeah. enough, yeah, get is that on the car. Yeah, is, that's that's on the Alfa logo. <laughs> but um. Yeah, just something that makes it feel like, make it feel like Alfa Romeo is in Formula One and not just 
the name in Formula yeah. One. I know what you mean. Mm. Like I say, I still I still like the idea of the snake print. Because, mm. well, just reminds me of 1980s hair metal Sna- Snake print looks like uh, McLaren's Tease <laughs> logo when they went, were going orange. Remember when they had like the break yeah. underneath the thing where you could see the orange starting to break through the car? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, the, uh, the, the, the best snake livery is still, of course, the Jordan. Oh, yes. the, uh, Bitten and Hisses one. Well, they did it for two. Yes, very good. <laughs> they did it for two seasons, didn't they? They, um, they had that for two seasons, and then went to the buzzing hornets. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that. That was a good one. Uh, right, probably shunt time. Why not? And um, did you get the? Oh, just just before we do, just a couple of people have um, sent in tweets and messages about their three legs ball wheels memories. Yes, shall I read some of them out? I, I did get some tweets. Oh, yeah, if you've got uh, if you've got some details there. Yeah, yeah. Before we shunt, so I can't get accused of cheating whilst shunting. Uh, which sounds very rude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for everybody who got in touch with me on Twitter uh, about your um, first experiences to Three Legs, Four Wheels podcast. We, we turned five this week. Yeah, it was um, five five years ago was yesterday. We recorded our first show, which has never been heard and never <laughs> will be because the um, the hard drive that it's on died and I think it was that show that killed it because it was terrible. Hard <laughs> <laughs> oh, drive committed suicide. Basically, like, yeah. I'm taking one for the team, guys. <laughs> It took it, it took it took us three goes before we actually got one well enough to um, to put out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of one of the, I think the very first person to respond, uh, unsurprisingly, Mike McPherson. Hi, Mike. Uh, his favourite three legs, four wheels memory. He said, "Man, too many to recall." But I would say it was a moment we added Scotch to the conversation. It's the second time I mentioned Mike and Scotch <laughs> in one evening. So. He is our Scotch correspondent. Let's let's face it. Yeah, yeah. Andy Hicks said that uh, his first uh, episode was episode ninety-seven, where we used the the Formula One ninety-seven. Um, <laughs> I think that was just 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 as we were starting the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. Paul's having a coughing fit. This is my favourite part of tonight's show. <laughs> uh, Lisa says, "As to when everyone started listening, I found you guys after Canada last year. I've listened to all of 2019, and I'm slowly getting through the back catalogue. So, so somebody there listening to to I, all previous pods, which you I can think still do. I think that's great. Yeah, and I love it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand people that listen to topical." Like news related programs uh, in retrospect. Some people like to know the history of the sport, I suppose, especially oh, yeah, the no, recent yeah. history and how good uh, how I good we are at talking about it. I think it's great. No, I think it's great. I think it's a tremendous compliment as well that yeah. people do it. And long time <coughs> long time listener and contributor Santario Nasty says I remember listening to the first three legs four wheels episode about Kimmy's win at Austin during the twenty eighteen nineteen off season. Uh, and then Pablo 100 and Flood 21 trying to pronounce my name and absolutely mangling it. <laughs> <laughs> and that tweet got nine likes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you are a new listener and particularly an international listener and are getting in touch for the first time and you have maybe a slightly tricky name for those of us who are not from your country, yeah. please include a pronunciation guide for our sanity purpose. Yeah. Or got, don't, and watch us butcher your name. Yeah, yeah. expect yeah. butchering. Yeah, I've got, I've got a fairly easy one here. Um, Sooty Corbett. Yeah. Uh, my first episode I listened to was number 54, so not that early on. I don't know, it pretty much was. Pretty early, yeah. yeah 200 episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, Monaco 2016. I won a competition and stayed in Cannes for a week, and then went to the Grand Prix. Made me fall in love with the sport all over again, and I've not missed a single race or podcast since. 
Oh, I've just got go. a tweet there from Gemma saying, I forgot to do this. I honestly can't remember my first memory of you lot since it was such a long time ago now. But I know that I've met some lovely people through the pod and wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, oh that's, that's nice. Dead nice. Thank you. So if Thank you're you, only Gemma. a casual listener, then you know there's a real community going on where people mm-hmm. make friends among you know three legs, four wheels uh, listener fan base. Yeah, I mean, so thank you, Gemma. That's very nice of you to we, say. We do the uh, do the shows live on YouTube every week, and um, there's always healthy chat going on. I'm just going to have a quick look at the chat now and see how healthy it is. You don't want to be having a look at the chat when we're shunting, though. No, no, no we are true. about I'm, I'm to just, shunt. I'm just, I'm just going to have Thank a you, quick look. And the first <laughs> thing that I've seen is Mike McPherson talking about scotch. Ah. Good. <laughs> Good. Right. Laptop short. Right. Yeah. Who's this one from? This is from Jono Millsy. Right. Oh, oh we've not heard from John over a while. Yeah, yeah. talking of long term, long time listeners. Yeah, like, uh, one of the people that sent me a, a Jonathan Mills, like, a str- not a strange way, just the, un- un- the not normal way. Right. The, uh, carrier uh, pigeon was no, it? No, no, Instagram. Oh, okay. Okay. So you can Pica- say Picasso pigeon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look for a total shunt. It's got me with a big angry beard. It's my little picture, and you can send me to to me as a PM those if you don't have Twitter. I was born. Yay. The same year that Newcastle United won their sixth FA Cup. Wow, okay. (laughs) Sterling Moss became the first English uh, winner of the British Grand Prix. Right. Right. Okay, this will be 1955 because Sterling Moss was around and driving back then. Okay. And Newcastle United beat York City in the semi-final when they went on to win the cup. Ah. York City knowledge may prove to actually be Good worth Lord. something. So you think it's so 55? I think it's 55. In and the York team at the time were nicknamed the Happy Wanderers. Anyway, carry oh, on. Right. No. Well, there we go. So if they're born in 1955, that would make them 65, 65. this year. I raced for Scorpion in the British Formula Ford series against Nigel Mansell in 1976. That'd be about right age-wise, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am American. Right. Okay. Which Andretti are you? So, could be an Andretti. You need a guess on this mm. one, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> right. So let's let's think of Americans who made it as far as Formula One in the any time from late seventies to the early nineties. I think Eddie Cheever. That's a good guess. Because mm. he yeah. was a, he was around, and again, this is go this is going on my ye olde knowledge. The thing that really got me into Formula One was the Panini sticker book. And I remember, I remember he having his sticker, sticker and because he he had a gold car. Oh, okay. Oh, Eddie Cheever sounds like an eighties pop star, doesn't he? Has he, <laughs> has he got a? Has, is there an that Eddie, Eddie Cheever Junior? There's no, definitely he, a child he, Cheever. I think there, there is, and I think he's got a racing team as well. Mm. Mm. You could imagine him being like uh, like one under the charts behind Matt Bianco. <laughs> <laughs> Just right, just there with Rick Springfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I have tested for Brabham, but uh, Olivetti, yeah, the uh, the sponsors denied me the drive. Oh, bastard! Because he couldn't type, couldn't speak Italian. No, I have no idea. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> but you let the funky music do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's two tonight. <laughs> and went on tour with John Cicada. <laughs> it's Robert De Niro. Um, <laughs> no, he was just waiting. He was. <laughs> all right, I've milked it now. Uh, um, I mean, I, rem- I remember Olivetti being on on the sides of cars. Yeah, what, Brabham, what is specifically. Typewriter manufacturer. Right. Is it Italian? I think so. I think I think so. Yeah. So probably ruling out an Andretti then, because yeah, yeah. If I'd been given the F1 drive, I would have broken down barriers. Uh, <clears throat> I am Roman Grosjean, <laughs> uh, and it would have, or uh, and it would have been very significant. Hmm. I am a Labrador. <clears throat> Unless we're thinking of a female driver, I was say, perhaps. This could be someone of a different race or gender. Mm. When I qualified for the Indy 500 in 1991, it was significant as it would have been. It, it was it was as significant as it would have been if I received the Brabham Drive in 1986. I'm thinking not Eddie Cheever. Possibly not. So 1991, if they're born in 55, they would be 46? Not for, uh, 36. 36. 36. 36. Ma- masses off. I don't think it's a woman. I think there was a woman in the Indy 500 before then, and I think she had quite a bit of backing from Dale Coyne. Oh, I, think. I, remember I, can't the, remember I remember the documentary name. before last year's Indy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember her name. Yeah, and I think she, I think she was in the in the seventies. I think so. Yes. I'd like guess. Oh shit! Oh god. Um. Uh. Jeez. I've got I've got nothing. What nationality was Davina Galitz? She was British, wasn't she? Hmm. I don't know. By racing license, I think. I think she might have been. Um, Desiree Wilson? I thought she was British. I think she had a British licence, but... I I think this one is very hard. I think it's good. (laughs) I think it's hard. It's a good good thing that it's a hard one. But I feel I should... I'm going to step in and say... You might be barking up the wrong fanny. Let's I've tried to tell them it's not a woman, but they're not. Let's go Ricardo Patrese. That's he have a been, side shift. Would he, have, <laughs> would he have been... He's not American. But would he have been denied a drive at Brabham for some reason, even though he drove for Brabham? <laughs> I don't think it was no, him. Um... I've got nothing nothing beyond my first guess, which I'm getting less and less confident with with every clue. Gilda Ferran, how old's he? He's a bit younger, isn't he? Yeah, he's not 65. No. Looks it. <laughs> he's a difficult one to place, isn't he? If you don't know how old he is, you've got a bit of a spectrum, I think. Yeah, I think it cut him in half and count the rings. Mm. Do you want a double guess after the next three... Yeah, 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 yeah
I would perform the uh, Muhammad Ali shuffle on top of my car. Right, okay. okay. I have raced in NASCAR. Sorry. Okay. That, narr- that narrows it down to just about any American. I mean, <laughs> what was it? What was it? The Daytona 500 and a field of 40 cars? <coughs> it may still be going on at the minute now. It started yeah, this time knows? last night. I have worked with the likes of Jack Rashu. R A U S C H. Roush. Roush. Jim Truman and Bill Cosby. With the raping and the drug and the <laughs> Bill Cosby. Yes. I am completely. I know less. I feel like we're probably looking for someone black. There is Dos Spaffers. I think. How old is the... Tom Cruise? So I say someone black, you say someone great. In real years or Xenu years? Real years. <laughs> Are we talking Tom Cruise's character out of Days of Thunder? Oh, we could be talking about character. That's something I haven't Oh, <laughs> But yeah, I feel like we are looking for someone of some kind of... They would probably look at someone real. to do something, I uh, think. Well, if they had a, if they had a uh, potential of a drive for Brabham when Olivetti was sponsoring them, that wasn't a cartoon series. No. No. But yeah, we're, if we're, we're looking at things like the Muhammad Ali shuffle and yeah, and something being a, a groundbreaking moment. Yeah, shall we go for Spaffer number one? I have recently had a Netflix documentary released about me. Again, that could be anyone. Mm. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, the people against yeah. OJ Simpson, Simpson. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm R. Kelly. <laughs> I still find it like obviously it's harrowing, but no, but I still find it hilarious that is that the world will get to a point where a documentary had to be released called "Surviving R. Kelly." Oh lord! Oh, Spaffer number two. Because oh, not everyone Jesus. did. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's no. carry on. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't laugh. Um. <laughs> Me reaching the Indy 500 was a, a similar significance to, for, uh, to Lewis Hamilton entering Formula One. I'm guessing this has a skin colour thing to it. We're looking at somebody maybe of, um, maybe not black, but Asian descent. Interesting. Well, no, there's been plenty. There was, there was Japanese drivers. Well, the, from... we, we've established they're born yeah. in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like this is a. If I, I have never heard of this person. Good start. And uh, it might be the most NASCAR name oh, hell. I've ever read. Oh God, Bubba Earnhardt the Twelfth. Not a million miles away. <laughs> oh, <shite. laughs> well, but as Duke in... Hazard Junior, <laughs> John Boy <laughs> Walton. <laughs> How else can I help? 
by giving us the answer, I think we're. I think, I think we're beat. We're I, think, I, think, I think John O'Mills is beat. Good us. Well, chance well we done, don't mate. Know this well person. done. I am Willie T. Ribs. I have heard the name. I have heard the name. That's an amazing name. The first African American to qualify for the Indy 500. Awesome. Very good. That that was an excellent one. It was that an was excellent really one. good fun. That was bloody Willie T. Ribs. There he is. What a name. Oh, he's got a parent called Bunny Ribs. That's amazing. Worst barbecue side. Bunny ever. ribs. Bunny ribs. <laughs> that sounds like a type of vibrator. Ribbed, ribbed <laughs> for yeah. Hellfire. I'm just going to check the YouTube comments and see how many people were shouting at us. No yeah. one. No one got that. Not even Mrs. Ribs. I saw her in the comments. <laughs> That was fantastic. Uh, right, how do you send a shunt in? Tweet me at a total shunt in a private message. Instagram me at a total shunt in a private message. That's your lot. Do it. Right, if you want to get a hold of the rest of us, um, you can get the show at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And individually, we are at Flood21, at Sean Cowper, and at Pablo100. Um, right, Formula Lee time. Meow. This was a lap of the Bahrain short course in the 1992 Williams, and a um, few entries this week. And I'll just I'll rush through the uh, rush through the top twenty. A uh, few people I need to know your actual names because I've only got your gamer tags. Um, but in twentieth we've got Dan Lyons. I came nineteenth. I'm still scoring points in this. I'm not crap. Um, <laughs> In 18th was TK-421MDW. Good name. <clears throat> it, could be a, it could be a double barrel surname. It might be a hyphen. Uh, 17th was Marcel Streak. 16th was I'm Not Very Good. <laughs> Another well, good name. You were better than 11 other people. <laughs> Perhaps a but worse than But worse than 15. Um, in 15th was Ruben Hernandez. 14th, Ian Walker. 13th, Stephen Perkin. 12th was Pete Bull. 11th, Chris Shales. Right, top 10. Nosebleed territory. Ed Forsyth was in 10th place. What? Our perennial just outside the points. Edstaban Gutierrez. I think we have to stop calling him Edstaban now. He's a regular points scorer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 9th uh, was Vaitcher Camping. 8th was Callum Graham. 7th... You thought of my joke, then. I did. Yeah, <laughs> we all did. 7th uh, is another one whose name I don't have and I've only Go got on, the game, game of tag, tag which is Pipendi Banges I'm just waiting for something oh, right, okay. that sounds like someone saying something in Dutch yeah. or Welsh no uh, Dutch Pipendi Banges well not like that anyway 6th with uh, Matthew Gooch 5th uh, yes Mac- her name's Gooch <laughs> <laughs> you do this every time Technically, what you've written there is more like. Yeah, but that, it's pronounced Gooch. Okay, yeah. we, we've had the conversation. Enough. We've we've, ma- we've mangled his surname before. That's understandable. Yeah, that, yeah we've that had happens. this conversation. Yeah. It happens. Matthew, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, fifth was Max Williams. Talking of mangled surname, Santerio Nasty was fourth. <laughs> oh, well done, Santeri. Good effort. <laughs> right, top three. Uh, 104.811 in third place was Carl Armstrong. I think Lee's about to die. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why that caught me so off guard there. <laughs> Second place, Gooch, one of you've tickled me. <laughs> Second place, one hundred four point four nine six is Carl Toomey, and this week's winner with a time of one hundred three point. Carl Toomey, Toomey, baby. 
we've, we've lost Lee yeah, we've completely. Lost G- yeah. Give him the morphine. Go on, who's winning this, this week? One hundred three point six seven three is Chris CPMK nine. Very good. Robot. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So R- Russian bots have infiltrated Formula E. <laughs> Amazing. Last race of the winter series, another two week one, and it is going to be in the twenty ten Red Bull <laughs> round. That's right, it's James. <laughs> <laughs> Can I finish that? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, 2010 Red Bull around the short Silverstone circuit, and it's another two-week <coughs> one, so you have until Monday the 2nd of March, 7 o'clock UK time, 2pm uh, Eastern. Do it. Um, sorry, that's yours, that. <laughs> do it. Send, send, your time, send your times in, um, private message on Twitter, or email 3x4wheels at gmail.com over on PlayStation. Add me as a close friend, that way... I get to see the real name at uh, Pabstar. That's about it for this week. Sounds so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so we've got te- we've got testing coming up. All that remains for us to say is thank you to all the Patreons who yes. subscribe to our extra show that we do, the non-Formula One related one every week, mm. and that's live on YouTube as well. And if you congratulations got- to Cody. Oh. And congratulations to Cody Piscatelli, who has graduated from university and got a real job. A, a real, real job, and he's mm. using his real job dollars to, to become a patron. To become a patron. And so thank you, Cody. Good Ev- use of your money. Everything that goes into Patreon helps us out, yeah. basically. Keeps us running, keeps, keeps a, you know, makes us do the recording, makes you, makes... Buys, buys all the technical equipment mm. and... Yeah. Biscuits and tea and cables and uh, and the, for those who watch on YouTube, you get to see our lovely faces every week. What a, what a treat that is! <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we even shave. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but you can you can sign up by going to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Donate anything from one dollar a month upwards, and the more you donate, the more we like you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to say it and you did. Right, we'll be back, be back next week, looking back at the first week of testing. Yeah. And uh, see if we've actually learned anything. We won't have done. Mm. Probably not. But we'll, but we'll pretend we did. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. we'll learn if there are actually real cars. There will be real cars and Ferrari will be looking really good in the Winter Championship. <laughs> Just like they do every year. Yep. So until then, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.